0: Welcome to the morning community of Northridge Vineyard.
1: Our deepest desire is that you will encounter Jesus as you listen in to our morning gathering.
0: If you'd like to find out more about us, check out our website, northridge.org.au forward slash mornings.
1: So usually during the summer weeks, uh, we do a summer series. Oh, this is a lot of S's. A summer series of stories. <laughs> Um, And it's just, you know, it's one of those uh, really wonderful times in the year where we get to hear from people in our community. Uh, It's an opportunity to get to know each other a little bit better. Uh, But also we've just found over and over uh, through the years that God just uses our stories to speak to people. And to touch people's lives. And um, so many times I hear people after we do, after they hear somebody's story go, that was exactly what I needed to hear. Or other people are like, oh, you know, after hearing stories, we chatted and we caught up. And so I I love this time of the year. It's one of my favorite times. Um, And so we're going to kick it off for the next few weeks. And uh, this morning to kick it all off, we have Maria. Maria. So Maria, why don't you come and join me? Oh, I will move. Lots of technology. I'll move my iPad. <laughs> if you just you can just click that up and then it'll be on. Oh, you just got to.
2: Good
1: morning. <laughs> um, so, Maria, you, I think most people would recognize, Maria, you've you've been around for a little while. I was trying to think how many years. Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> oh. Just a few. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, you may have seen Maria around, so in the kids' ministry, she's been helping us for years with that, uh, or him or various other things, um, but we love having you part of our community, Maria, in so many different ways. Um, And so let's pray for her as she shares uh, with us this morning. Why don't you just reach out a hand and we'll pray. So Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for Maria. We thank you for who you have made her to be. Thank you for her story. Lord, I just pray for her this morning as she shares that you would use her words to speak to each and every one of us. Bless her, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Thank you, Bonnie. Good morning, everyone. It's lovely to see you all. Uh, so I love the theme that um, has been chosen for this month. I don't know if Bonnie shared that, but <laughs> um, it's on community. So when Bonnie asked me to share, I was very excited because it's something I think we have a gift on of in terms of Christian community. Um, and the power of Christian community and how it impacts each other as family, but also goes out beyond that. So I'm going to share a little bit about my journey in Christian community. It goes back a few years, so I'll get going. So I'm not married. I don't have children, both of which aren't by choice necessarily. And it hasn't felt like a gift as often as it has. But the longer I've I've waited and prayed, the more I've wanted to make the most of this time, here and now, to make the most of being here while at the same time still hoping for what might still be one day, who knows. Um, Making the most of this time has looked different in different seasons, Uh, from studying education and counselling, working with children, families, both here and overseas. There have been kids camps in Australia, Hong Kong, England, Mongolia and the Philippines and even a stint in a couple of orphanages in China. And right now I even have child, youth and family in my job description and title. In all of it though, I've seen how Christians have come, come together in community to love and serve, support and care for one another and the collective blessing it gives, it brings as each of us give, receive, and share whatever we have in our hands and keep them open as we allow God to move and take what we have. The most most life-changing, though, and baffling experience for me of the power of community was when I went to live with a family when I was 19. This family were about to have their third child. Uh, They wanted someone to come and live with them in London and help out with the children and the household. Little did they or I know what was to come next. The mum-to-be was nearly nine months pregnant, and when I landed on their doorstep, and to my surprise, and then I landed on their doorstep, to their surprise, my surprise, they welcomed me in, this complete stranger, into their home for six months. So to say they had a lot going on was an understatement. I had grown up attending church, but was not a Christian. And they baffled me from the start. While I was there to help them and support them and their family, wow, did they love and care for me. From making sure I met some people, otherwise known as going to the Alpha Course at their church, (laughs) even before it was called the Alpha Course, um, trusting me with their home, their children, and their authentic selves. I saw them live their life in public and private. I was privy to the challenges and joys of life with three young children. But most of all, there was another person who lived in their home, Jesus. And I had never known him to be as real or as tangible as he was there. To be part of this amazing family and their wider friends and community was a gift and a treasure that has shaped and laid a foundation for me in my life since then. And yes, I stayed far, far longer than those six months. Since then, remaining connected to community has been important to me. This has looked different in different seasons. But in one way or another, through work or remaining connected to friends with families of their own, being part of families has been a big part of this. It has been such a gift to come alongside families to be a friend, an a pair of hands, to be someone who took an interest in each member of the family and has been an ongoing blessing and joy and challenge and opportunity for me. As I've prayed and reflected on the topic for today, and this family which has so powerfully impacted my life, Hebrews 10, 19 to 25 comes to mind. So friends, we can now, without hesitation, walk right up to God, into the holy place. Jesus has cleared the way by the blood of his sacrifice, acting as our priest before God. The curtain into God's presence in his body. So let's do it. Full of belief. Confident that we're presentable inside and out. Let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. He always keeps his word. Let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out, not avoid worshipping together as some do, but spurring each other on, especially as we see the big day approaching. I love the reminder that God always keeps his word, that we can be inventive as we encourage, love and help out as we spur each other on looking around our church community so many don't have family close by or family circumstances have changed children have grown up and moved away so to our church community there is an incredibly rich opportunity to each other to be honorary family to be aunts uncles grandparents godparents godchildren nieces nephews and we're all the richer for it not just for our community or for seasons like the last two years, but far broader than here. Three areas that stand out to me when I think of some of the elements uh, that support community in this way. trust, continual generosity and unconditional love. There can be a real challenge as we all make the most of the lives that we have. It can be so easy to see the greener grass on the other side of the fence and wish for that, whatever that might be but there is something about trusting God with what we have with open hands. It can take a lot of vulnerability to invite people into our lives and to offer to share our lives with others and, to, and takes an honesty and authenticity um, that we might not otherwise be comfortable to give. It can be easy to not want people to come to our homes unless everything is completely tidy and to hold people at arm's length, calling them guests rather than friends or family But there's something too about welcoming people in, trusting them with with our home as it is, being okay for someone to come and empty or fill our dishwasher, or to be able to offer and know you're welcome to help with whatever needs to be done at any time. Rob was speaking about community earlier last year and how we can all play a part here to the point of being able to empty and fill that dishwasher outside in the kitchen. And that's it, isn't it? When we think of doing mundane things like that, and who we do them for or sitting with the kids or doing whatever needs to be done. It takes a trust in each other to know that you're believing the best of each other and to know that you're welcomed in as you are and neither is a burden. As a single person, it has brought such joy to be able to bring what I have as a friend to the people around me, adults and children alike. Someone recently commented that they felt a family was taking advantage of me. Uh, Which really made me wonder at that comment, because when done well there is a mutual generosity, a gain and benefit from sharing our lives together. It got me thinking though about generosity in all of its forms, whether it's time, meals around a shared table, helping with household jobs or babysitting. Do you know how important it is for parents to get out and have time alone together? (laughs) <laughs> it's pretty important, um, <laughs> like date nights and how rare they, rarely they can happen. As children grow up too, they need a safe adult as well as their parents to talk to or a community of safe adults that they can go to, to bounce ideas off, people who take a genuine interest in them as people, not little people, but people. I love seeing families here and other single friends and the lovely relationships that they have and the beautiful richness that comes from all involved and even the broader community when this does happen. It doesn't replace family at all, but it enhances the community and family that we have here. As you can imagine, living life well, living in community isn't without its challenges. It can be so easy to hide away and withdraw, and yet we are called to live in community, to come into the light and not live hidden away in secret. God loves us unconditionally, and we are called to love God, love our neighbours and as we love ourselves, which might seem easy, and yet to love others authentically, unconditionally, deeply, and well takes work vulnerability and often walking in the unknown more often than not. The family I live with in England loved me so well while I was there. And since then, so the hardest thing now is working out how on earth to describe my relationship with them, especially as the kids are now well and truly adults. As we all bring what we have with open hands and share what we have, trusting the best of each other with generosity and unconditional love, we receive as much as we give, if not more. And we're we're not aiming for perfect or best behavior. I get it wrong as much as I get it right. And so it can be messy and show up our rough edges. But we grow and learn from each other, and I trust all the better for it. Um, So as we go into this year, I'd love to pray for us. Um, So Lord Jesus, I just thank you for our church community. I thank you that we are a light and we can be a light to those around us. I thank you that um, we have a gift that we can share and we don't necessarily realise who we are as we come around each other um, and the need for that to go out into the community. So Lord, I ask that you would bring us together, show us what we have as we open our hands and share what we have with each other in the year ahead, that we will be your light, not just to each other, but to the people around us who don't yet know you. I pray all these things in Jesus' name.
3: Amen. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Maria. That was awesome. Can I quickly pray for you? Lord God, we just thank you for those words. And uh, Lord, I thank you for the wisdom that you've given Maria. Lord, I could just see it up as she was speaking up here, Lord. Um, uh, It was quite incredible. And I know, I feel like my heart's been readjusted today, as I'm sure. Others have as well. So, Lord, I just ask for more of your blessing, more of your favour on her, Lord. Um, I thank you for what you've given her, Lord, and I ask for more of that, more, more and more for her, Lord, more of your abundance for her this year. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Maria. It's really cool. Okay. One down. How good is that? Isn't that awesome? So good. I... Um, uh everyone has a different flavor don't they uh when they come up here and, and we hear from different people and you capture something from every different uh expression as they come up kieran's going to join us now he's going to share so why don't we welcome kieran up <laughs> how you feeling mate you're all good yeah all right awesome okay. awesome <laughs> let me pray for you thank you lord we just thank you for kieran I thank you for the words that you've given him, Lord. And Holy Spirit, we just ask that right now you would flow through him, Lord. Lord, that those words would, um, would pierce our hearts. Lord, I thank you for his story. And uh, Lord, I just uh, ask that you would, you would fill our hearts as we listen to everybody he has to say. In
0: Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Um, so, for those who haven't met me, I'm Karen. Um, in my house, Um, lives myself, my wife Kate, my eldest daughter Evie, who's six, and my youngest daughter Lila. Um, And we also have a Cocker Spaniel dog, whose age is in between the two girls. Um, I've been here for about six years, so just before Evie arrived, we we landed at Northridge um, and called this place our home. I'm I'm actually so glad to be in this building today. It was only a few days ago that we got the message that we were able to meet together today. Um, And it's kind of reflective of where we're at in this season of life. The past few weeks have reminded me that this pandemic isn't done. Um, The season is not yet complete. But the fact that we can be physically together today, or at least some of us, reminds me that we're in a better place than we were where we have been for for the past two years. Now, when I was asked to speak, I immediately obviously thought of a reason not to do this. And the reason was um, that if I did do this sharing thing, I wanted a complete story to tell. A complete story, one with a resolution, where there was something achieved or finished that I could point to and talk about. This is what God has done in my life. And it was actually helpful that Adam spoke a couple of weeks ago about the meaning of shalom because for me it's useful it was useful to link the idea of completeness and peace together in that word shalom. I think that's what I was looking for. Shalom, completeness, peace. What was it that I wanted to be able to say? I wanted to say that I completed a journey of understanding myself so that God had given me a more complete understanding of who I am. I wanted to say that he had healed me of the social anxieties that I've battled with my whole life. And because I no longer struggle with those social anxiety that I've been able to form strong friendships such that I no longer experience feelings of loneliness and isolation. These have been my struggles in life, and they still are. Here I am standing in front of you as an incomplete story. Never fear, over the last few weeks, God has given me something to say today by pointing out where he has been at work in my life. These moments where he has stepped into my life through my Christian family. These moments when God has spoken truth and grace into my life. Now, growing up, my dad did not go to church. Church was something that mum did with my siblings and I, and I was actually 15 years old when my dad passed away from lung cancer. Despite not being a member of our church, our senior minister at the time visited dad on his deathbed and also visited us after he died. At the same time, I remember the house filling up with flowers. I remember thinking at the time that each bunch of flowers represented a person, or family or group who were recognizing what we were going through. So don't underestimate the power of flowers, even in a 15-year-old adolescent male. (laughs) Through other life events, such as the birth of our daughters, my church family has consistently provided practical and pastoral support like this. Through this, I have heard the truth that I'm not alone. And Christians are a people who mourn with those who mourn and rejoice with those who rejoice. I've experienced the grace of God through meals and flowers and prayers and words of encouragement. Now, I've just said that my father died when I was a teenager, but even then I'd never really formed much of a bond with him. Unfortunately, his alcohol addiction had prevented us from really connecting as father and son. So when he died, and for the remainder of my 10 years, I felt I hadn't actually lost anything. The practical side of me rationalized that I was just fine without him. It was a little bit awkward when I asked my stepdad how to shave, because everything else, I, could, I would figure it out on my own. In my early 20s, though, I started discovering the effect an absent father actually had on me. Go figure. My dad was supposed to be a significant person in my life. And I know there's lots of people in that same boat where someone is supposed to be a significant person in your life. I'm not going to go into detail. what was going in my head. But thankfully, at a time when these issues were starting to leak and surface, my pastor at the time became aware and suggested chatting about it. Going into this conversation, I was expecting the answer to be that I just needed to know God and His Word better, to pray continually for forgiveness and healing. To my surprise, this pastor went further than that. He took time to research the specific issue I was dealing with, he suggested resources. He connected me to groups that could help, and he helped me to seek professional counselling. I didn't think that was something that pastors did. They didn't push (laughs) the job off to to professional counsellors. But thankfully, this one did. I heard the truth that I'm a mess and I need healing, and the truth that God knows my need and has saved me and is healing me. I experienced the grace of a helping hand guiding me out of a situation that I could not save myself from. Also, about that time in my early 20s, my girlfriend at the time, not Kate, (laughs) ended up being in hospital for three months. Because of the nature of the stay, it was particularly emotionally exhausting. And during her stay, I just went to my normal weekly church small group. I have no recollection of the Bible study or anything particular that happened during that night except that at one stage, I suddenly felt the weight of emotion and that I needed to start crying. This is not something you do in public. (laughs) So my self-consciousness, I deemed the only solution was to, to quietly excuse myself to the bathroom. When I got to the bathroom, All I could do was just collapse on the floor and just sob. It's one of the only times that I can remember in my adult life being so out of control of my emotion, unable to compose myself. I sobbed and I sobbed for what felt like too long for a bathroom break. (laughs) I knew I couldn't explain myself to the group, so as as soon as I could pull myself together, I went back to the living room, quickly told everyone I had to go, and made a hasty exit. I sat outside next to my car. I couldn't drive yet. (laughs) and um, Shortly was joined by a friend um, from the group who sat with me, and he prayed for me. I heard the truth that I'm an emotional being and that I'm not made to hold this emotional stuff alone without it eventually spilling out. I experienced the grace of being placed in a situation where my Christian family could gather around me at that moment when it did spill out. Even when I was too embarrassed and took myself to the bathroom instead. In the church I grew up in, I learned all the reasons why you shouldn't seek to speak in tongues and be very wary of it at our last church, a different church, um, I was at a worship night and one of the worship leaders approached me. He said, God told him that I was speaking, seeking to speak in tongues. That was not the case, (laughs) not me, must be someone else. However, that moment stuck with me. Why was that word given when it surely could not be right? When I reflect on that moment, what I was probably hoping for was to hear God speaking more directly into my life, the way that I wanted him to speak to me. Well, soon after arriving at Northridge, there were a few occasions where speaking in tongues was explained in a way that it hadn't been explained before. And my understanding started to click into place. I've even become comfortable starting to try it myself. I've come full circle, and God has used my Christian family to help me on that journey. I heard the truth that God does want to speak to me in new and different ways. And I experienced the grace of being led carefully along that journey. Through each of these situations, through my Christian family, I have heard the truth and experienced the grace of God. My Christian family has spoken the truth I needed to hear. At times, I've needed to hear it. My Christian family has surrounded me with grace during the times I've needed to experience it. Now, I couldn't, I couldn't go on here without going off script, so this is a bit dangerous territory, but like in, in worship this morning, I just felt God was speaking directly into this. How, how, how could that happen? I, I couldn't ignore God speaking to me in worship this morning. He was speaking the truth into my life um, that he is the yes and amen. Um, he is our peace. He is our completeness. In Christ alone, our hope is found. And um, as Bonnie was saying, like he he will work in us how he needs to work in us i can think this is how god this is what god needs to change in my life Um, we can see something that we think we need and we can try and grab it but god wants to work in us maybe not in that way um, in a way that really does change us how we need to be changed I would have thought that God would fix my issues with identity, anxiety, and loneliness. My thoughts are maybe I could be more useful to him in that way. And maybe that is to come. But those things haven't stopped God speaking truth and grace into my life as long as I've been connected to my Christian family. For over six years of my journey, Northridge has been my Christian family, as I mentioned before. So I want to thank you all for the part you have played in speaking truth and grace into my life. Special mentions and bit of a plug, Life Groups, (laughs) Set Free Course, Um, the 2019 Vineyard Conference actually had a huge impact on me, so I hope we can do that again. And the one-on-one catch-ups that have been going on for about the six years I've been here with a very wise and generous man of this church. A new year has started, and today we've spoken and heard about hope and what is to come. And often we feel like the new year is a a bit of a blank slate. And the struggles of this world still linger on as, as we are reminded of this. But my hope and my prayer for 2022 is to continue to find Shalom in the incompleteness of my story. And I hope that I can just, I can return just a fraction of the words of truth and experiences of grace that I have received.
3: Thank you, Mike. Um, it's a pretty hard act to follow. Speaking after that, uh, but um, yeah, thank you so much for um, being so vulnerable and sharing with us this morning. Um, okay. can I pray for you? Sure. Yeah, Lord, I just thank you for caring for this mighty man of oh, God. Lord, I thank you that even though his story isn't complete yet, Lord, that his words are powerful and he does have a story to tell, and Lord, that his story is going to be prophetic for other people. Lord, I thank you that your word says in Revelation, I think 1910 maybe, might get this wrong, but says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And your testimony of what Jesus has done in your life this morning was powerful and it will be prophetic for other people. So Lord, I just thank you for, for Kieran's vulnerability, for opening up this morning, Lord, and I just ask that you would protect his heart now for everything that he shared. Lord, that you would keep him safe and secure and seal what you've done this morning in a place of victory. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thanks, man.